This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with David. Hello. And Marisha. Hey, everybody. And we're going to dive right back into our Pillars of Adventure. And I'm just going to say, I think before the show, we actually were all having, we all came in prepared to have the exact same conversation. Mm -hmm. This was hard. See, you lied. Last week, you were like, oh, TV's going to be easy. You were like that midwife who told me I was going to have a tiny baby. (laughs) Y'all... Y'all, y'all all agreed like that, that TV and movies were going to still think movies is going to be really, really fun and easy. Yeah. Because um, I actually think there's a difference and I'll get into that in a minute here. But TV was really, really hard to separate because the idea of an adventure genre, things that are specifically adventure, not a show where sometimes adventure happens. Right. But like something that the premise of the show is distinctly adventure mm-hmm. yeah and those things are really really few and far between and then the other problem i had and i think y'all had the same issue was i didn't we've already done the pillars of sci-fi i didn't want this list to be all sci-fi mm-hmm. but a lot of my list is because i honestly think in tv form that sci-fi has done adventure the adventure genre better than almost any other genre, subgenre except maybe westerns and yeah, and and I do think it's that when you do a movie, when you want to do an adventure, when you have a novel, you write a novel. It's about an adventure, or you write a movie and it's about an adventure. But the whole idea of the the genre is that the adventure is something that takes your main character out of his comfort zone, out of his normal life, and sends him on this adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really kind of hard to write a. You can write a, a two, three-hour movie that's an adventure, or even mm-hmm. a series of movies, but writing hundreds of episodes of TV where your character's off on this adventure, like, how do you do that and not just run it into the ground? And I think that, honestly, yeah. that the TV format hasn't necessarily been the best format for adventure stories. Now, I do think maybe kind of as we get into premium TV, where we're kind of talking like eight-episode seasons... Where the seasons are getting shorter, mm-hmm. the quality is getting better. I do think that might lend itself better to adventure stories. Are you discounting twelve seasons of Dora the Explorer up in here? Is Dora on your list? <laughs> no, uh, but it would be an interesting addition because I mean, she goes on adventures, very interesting adventures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, up Candy Mountain. But I, I <laughs> <laughs> but it this was legitimately hard. So if you're listening and you're a big fan of the adventure genre and you've got TV shows that we don't name tonight, we want to hear them. Like shoot them to us on, on Twitter or, or wherever else, uh, you know, at the science fictionary, uh, at gmail.com or, or wherever else, because I think that we all agree that this was, we've done the pillars of sci-fi, the pillars of fantasy. And I think this was 
not just kind of the hardest list. I think this was far and away the hardest list that we've had to do. Mm-hmm. And what's been really difficult for me is like, okay, I found these shows that I would call adventure shows. Okay, this is an adventure show. It's really hard to gauge the popularity or importance or quality of these shows based on what I could find. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I could, okay, this is an adventure show. Does anybody even give a crap about this show, though? I don't right. think so. Well, I don't think we're talking about this. Yeah. And that was interesting. Like, as I've tried to just, because when we did sci fi and fantasy, I went on these really incredible deep dives of the history of the genre. The history of, of both the fantasy and the sci-fi genre is incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. The history of this yeah. genre is not that interesting. At least not on TV. Uh, yeah, definitely not on TV. I mean, the history is like sci-fi, you saw it develop, though, out of kind of these adventure stories where you started bringing in science fiction elements. and then, But initially it was like, oh, that's a kid thing, and then it slowly became... Mm-hmm more acceptable for adults and you know interesting it has this really interesting journey the genre has this interesting journey to get to where it is today i don't honestly feel like the adventure genre has changed i mean like originally you know westerns were originally like for kids the you know one of the first ranger yeah, yeah you know um so you know i i i saw i think bonanza referred to as the first western TV show made specifically for adults with a, an adult audience in mind. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's definitely, I think like anything else, honestly, I think the thing I'm most excited about for this category is going to be the miscellaneous because I feel like most of your best pure adventure TV shows were either comic books or radio shows or um Film shorts before they and were the serials, movie serials, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the, the the little serials that they showed before movies. I, I can't think of the name of the company that used to make them. The the whole like this genre did literally give birth to the term cliffhanger mm-hmm. because literally you would have these shorts before movies, these serials, mm-hmm. and your hero would be literally hanging from a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's where the term yeah, came miss- from, was from characters that were you left off at the end of a serial with your hero literally hanging on for dear life mm-hmm. from a cliff. And it's, but it, it's like overall, I feel like the genre, the, the, the adventure stories have not changed. The genre itself hasn't changed much, except that as it's, you know, as new genres like sci-fi and fantasy kind of really rise up, it draws those in to itself. Um, but it, it was really hard to distinguish things that are that are distinctly adventure. Uh, it's like I said before the show, you know, some things are adventure. Uh, or sometimes you have shows that have adventure occurring occasionally. And that doesn't fit the definition really of what adventure is the genre is mm-hmm. and that makes it really really hard to find series that are purely adventure where the adventure is the central plot point mm-hmm. yeah yeah the definition we discussed last week is what kept tripping me up i'd find a show and i'm like you know what i'm like yeah 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 I'm gonna put that on the list. and then i'm like wait so 
does the character go on a journey that is unusual from their typical life like like that kind of thing and i was like right. no not really okay never mind yeah and and i think um, that with series you have to stretch that and i think there's one that we probably all have on our list that i i think stretches that a little bit and that this is normal life for our characters but it's not within normal life for everyone mm-hmm. um yeah. And, and uh-huh. so I, I think that sometimes you have things like that. And I, I think that I think that from everything I could think of, whether it be comics or games or, or movies or novels and then television, I think television and things that would be considered adventure television break that rule more than any of the others. Mm-hmm. Where there's not yeah, that many, there's not that many shows where adventure is the primary, right, uh, category. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I do have a list. I, I assume y'all do too, and we'll all try to put four I on do. the list. And uh, if anybody has any left over after that, we'll we'll talk about them. But uh, David, I'll, I'll let you hop in here first. What have you got? All right, so there's a couple that I was actually confident in. A few that I'm confident in, and I'm going to go ahead and spit out Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> which I, I'm guessing is the one that you were talking about where we're all going to have Star Trek on the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't right? know how you can. Yeah. Like, you literally yeah, Google... Yeah, no, that was the first one that came to mind. Yep. Mine, too. And you Google adventure TV shows and... Seven Star Trek it's shows, all the Star Trek. and it and it has spawned and inspired many of the great sci-fi adventure series that have come after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, whether it be Sliders really or Stargate or or any of those. Mm-hmm. But thinking of Star Trek, like the original series in a vacuum, it it, it really did perfectly fit the bill, in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah. as you said, this is their normal life. But every episode, it's but what it's, adventure are they going to go on this week? Right. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, the premise of that of that show is that this idea of this... Where no man has gone before. Right, where no man has gone before. It is new. It is this new adventure that they've picked up from their everyday life and gone on this adventure. So I, I do think... It's just a three-year journey adventure. <laughs> I, right. I do think that the original Star Trek series is... While it's it's the quintessential sci-fi TV series, I think it's also the quintessential mm-hmm. adventure TV series. Yep. Like I one hundred percent agree. There's nothing on my list that I really think compares to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. I agree. I have I have something that I think might actually be comparable to it. What you got? Doctor Who. Because again, good point. It's it's he he True. shows up and he swoops this ordinary everyday companion from plucks them off of their regular pedestrian life, and they go on this whirlwind of bizarre adventures through space and time. I mean, it's literally by definition yeah. a completely different adventure. Sometimes they're historical, sometimes they're outlandish, sometimes they're it could be anywhere, anytime. So Doctor Who, I think, um, yeah, is got to be, I, I think, might be the quintessential adventure show, as well as being, of course, one of the most iconic sci-fi. Um, because I didn't by definition, think about the companions. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't point. think of it from that as from that perspective. That that for the doctor, this is who he is. Like mm-hmm. this is his mandate. Like mm-hmm. this is not. It is an adventure, but it doesn't fit that definition of someone kind of yanked out of their normal life. Like I think of Bilbo. Ba- you know, Bilbo mm-hmm. Baggins. Like you know, he's yanked out of his normal, comfortable mm-hmm. hole in the ground mm-hmm. and sent on this adventure. Literally. Right? And in that way, this is actually kind of similar if you say that the doctor is is Gandalf the, is Gandalf and you know, he's choosing this person and, and taking them on this adventure. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, Doctor Who's a great one. Definitely. We we need what, to what do you got, Andrew? We we're gonna have to talk Nick into coming on here and doing a, a legit to Doctor get- Who episode. I've watched all the new, I had watched all the new Doctor Who up until recently, until a couple of years ago, but I haven't ever seen original Doctor Who, so yeah, we need to get some some input on that. All right, so I promise that I'm not going to make all of mine (laughs) sci-fi, but I am going to go ahead and put a sci-fi one on the list, just kind of in keeping with what y'all's first choices were. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put, I had two here, and I. they both fit the bill. And, and they may, may both wind up on the list yet. And I'll go ahead and tell you both. I've got Lost in Space, mm-hmm. and I've got Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, both and they, very derivative from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They are in a lot of ways, um, but the, the stories are... You know, lost in space, you literally have a family that's on this journey and gets lost Mm -hmm. and has to go on this grand adventure. I mean, it's literally, it's literally Swiss Family Robinson in Mm -hmm. space. Right. Which, right. And, and, and of course, Battlestar Galactica is, you know, these people on this journey to go back to their ancestral homeworld. Uh, so there are and some usually, differences, but yeah, there are some differences. But usually, when we do like a pillars list, for example, we would have put Star Trek, and because we have Star Trek, we wouldn't put Battlestar Galactica. Right, and that's why I'm actually going to choose Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, now, don't get me wrong; I still think that Battlestar. Like, I'm perfectly happy putting it on the list. Oh no! But, it, I, but the point I was making was like the necessity of. There are so few, and there are differences, mm-hmm. and I can perfectly justify, even though they're similar. Like Doctor Who and Star Trek are similar in, in, in a couple ways. Like you could, but I, I think it's perfectly justifiable to put all those shows on the list, even if they are similar and they're all sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put Lost in Space, and and there are things about it that are derivative. Of, uh, but the theme was written by John Williams, and if the theme was written by John Williams, and the theme for the other show was not written by John Williams, then <laughs> the rule is that the one with the John Williams three theme shall make the list, right? And that seems like a good I rule. I think that's fair. <laughs> um, and, and and admittedly, I mean, and, and of course, this isn't a list. This isn't our um, list of favorites. This isn't our. Uh, it's not the Mount Rushmore series. This is our pillars. And, and Lost mm-hmm. in Space, even though I think that the modern series is better, especially once you get past season one, 
Um, this was a really important, influential, extraordinarily popular TV show. Mm-hmm. And and again, you know, it's it's derivative of some things. It it's it's this re- brilliant reimagining of of kind of the Swiss Family Robinson concept. This is basically what every single filmmaker and TV show producer has been trying to do for the past 20 years, which is find an old thing and retool it and make people like it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't usually work quite as well as it did with Lost in Space. But yeah, it, it was a very successful. Um, we talked about it at a, at a pretty good length, I think, whenever we did our sci-fi list. But yeah, um, you know, like you said, it's it's always, every week, it's like, okay, what's, what's the weird thing that's going to happen today? You know, where are we going to be? What's what's the adventure going to be today? All right, David, what do you have next on your list? All right, well, I'm going to I'm going to break up the uh, theme we've got going here of these sci-fi TV shows and I'm going to throw in a real curve. I'm going to do an animated fantasy show and I'm going to throw out Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah, I was uh, going to pull that one did, next. Yeah. We, we did talk about this in our fantasy list, and for good reason. It, it's generally considered one of the best shows of all time, and often just the best animated show of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is it's such a huge cultural touchstone. It's an incredible story, and it is straight up one of the few that I was able to look at and go that is an adventure that is all about ang and the and the boys the crew going on an adventure to accomplish this goal mm-hmm. and i think it, it it's one of, just like star trek it was this it was the second one to come to my mind after yeah. star trek yeah and it's a little bit later but as far as kind of the fitting that fantasy uh kind of in the fantasy side of adventure and uh, and in the animated department, because there were a couple of animated shows that I looked at, and of course that was the one I kept coming back yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, interestingly, you know, it's, like I said, it's not that old, but actually Nickelodeon just announced like yesterday or today that they're expanding and basically creating this like to develop like an entire Avatar oh, yeah. universe on. <laughs> Studio, is that what they New decided to do just for doing that instead of because I know they had a, a live action TV show that they were working on that actually the original Avatar creator left recently and it was a whole thing. So maybe they've decided to do something else instead. Interesting, but yeah, it's like it, it is recent, but I think we're going to have a couple rec- relatively recent. Uh, yeah. TV shows mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Marisha, what do you have next on your list? I'm going to go with, and there were a couple of things that kind of fell into this general category, but uh, Get Smart from 1959. You know, he's not very good at his, his spy job, but he and 99 are always out having some adventure to save the world. Um, you know, him and his shoe phone. And it's one of those that has managed, uh, you know, again, to remain, you know, a, co- a cone of silence, right? You, that, you, that's something you still hear. Right. Well, it's like silly. It's it's a silly James Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
It's it's the proto um, Austin Powers. <laughs> in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Um, but it was, I mean, an immensely popular show. I mean, it was still, you know, obviously syndication. I used to watch Good Smart, Get Smart whenever I was a kid. Um, you know, that, that, um, that, no, that's, that's not Get Smart. That's the, now I've got the wrong song in my head. I've got Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Pink Panther. I didn't even think about Pink Panther. Pink Panther's always having adventures. Does Pink Panther belong on this list? Is, does that take the Pink Panther out of his normal everyday life and send him <laughs> on an adventure? Maybe not. Maybe the Pink Panther is just an adventurous anomaly in the universe. Um, but no, I'm going to go with Get Smart, um, even though I can't remember the theme song. That's going to bug me. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put one on here that was... Very influential, even though it's relatively short-lived. It's 39 episodes, which I think, I mean, it's based on a, you know, a pre-existing story. So I, I, I may have been meant to be a, a limited series. And it's kind of, it was never extraordinarily popular. It's kind of a cult classic in British uh, television. And that's The Count of Monte Cristo mm-hmm. uh, from 1956. Um and I mean, that's, you know, again, we had Alexander Dumas on our, on our novels list. And, mm-hmm. and this is, of course, based on his novel mm-hmm. somewhat. And it, it really kind of fits that classic swashbuckler mm-hmm. uh, adventure story. And it's... Yep. For that reason, that that's that's my next, and it, and it's one of those that's older. It's it's had a an a, enormous amount of influence on the whole on on that whole type that the the idea of that yeah uh, the the swashbuckler series, yeah. um, whether you know, or, or even movies that's very been very influential and unlike most of the Alexander Dumas stuff, I, well I don't know that may not be true. Um, but, uh, this was, a has really become a, a cult classic series and, and I think it belongs on the list. Yep. That's from 1956. 1956, The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, I, I, I hear that it's not extraordinarily like the book. No, it's not a lot like the book. Because the, you know, it's it, It's not kind really- of like this whole idea of people making movies and like they call it this name mm-hmm. like because because that name's popular so right. we're going to call the movie that thing even though it's nothing like it right it's not new it's not a new phenomenon if anything i think that there was kind of a resurgence especially like with kind of miniseries and low budget things in the 90s um and the early 2000s of like trying to make occasionally make a project that was actually like the source material. Cause pretty much, I mean, any adaptions from the forties are just going to be very, very vaguely reminiscent of their source material. So yeah, David, what do you have next uh, on your list? Uh, I apologize for not saying much the past five minutes. I just, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Um, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, the next one on my list is one that I'm surprised hasn't been brought up yet by one of you guys. Uh, but it's another one that that came to me. And it's this one is a little debatable on if it's an adventure. But I, I felt like it was. 
and I felt like I wanted to bring it up. So I'm going to go with the X-Files. So very episodic, another Mm -hmm. sci-fi one. And while it is their life to be doing this thing, like this is what Mulder does. Scully, not so much. Um, Right. At least in the beginning. But I would say that even for Fox, even for Fox, even though it's kind of, this is their normal life. There's nothing normal about what the, this Mm -hmm. adventure that they go, that they go on. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's not, and and every episode it's this new adventure. They go, they go to a different place to see what's going on with this different thing. It's 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 very episodic in that way, and I really enjoyed watching it. Whenever we do reviews, and we'll have to get back to that eventually. There's just been so much going on, um, but it's it's there is an overarching story, and a lot of times what I've come to find and what I've had to sort of think about with adventure is that it's not always about going from a place to another place, but maybe it's the adventure and the journey of yourself and and, and inside oneself and and what you discover about the world that is already around you. Um, You know, yes, they go to different places, but if you look at it from overarching story, like from beginning to end, I mean, it's not like they're going to another universe or they're like, going and discovering something specific they're just learning more information and that's the adventure it's 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 more metaphorical than physical in a lot of ways and that's true you know it's and that's kind of one of the the brilliant things about x-files is it is you know the story of what happens to them but also the story of who they become and that's the best Mm -hmm. that's the best entertainment isn't it Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually really do agree. Uh, multiple adventures going on, and, and you actually see these people grow through the adventures they go on, mm-hmm. and they encounter so many unique characters and, and, and people, and see so many strange things, which is one of the best aspects of adventure mm-hmm. is of that, of a, as a genre, is seeing what the mind can come up with creatively. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I love when the characters turn the corner and what's going to be the next thing that they see in this episode. What's the weird idea? What is, what about this is an adventure? Um, yep. Cause without those aspects, then what's even the point of telling the story? Right. And X-Files Absolutely. does all of that. Oh yeah. yeah. So well. Sure. All right. You're going to make me come up with another one. I all right. Am. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've got 22 light titles on my list. Because um, it's like, I was like, oh, and this, and oh, and that, and oh, what about this? So, um, let's see. I think that my next selection, um, you know, kind of one of the biggest subgenres in the kind of adventure category is has got to be the Western, right? Um, and so there's, I mean, so many iconic Westerns, you know, you've got, I mean, you've got Rawhide, you've got Bonanza, you've got, you know, um, the Virginian, you've got, you know, lots of different, you know, kind of, well, of course, you know, the quintessential kind of wellspring of, of a lot of this is the Lone Ranger. 
Um, actually, I think that I'm going to pull the Lone Ranger out uh, for the miscellaneous category because it actually originated as like a radio show and all of that stuff. So it was enormously popular. Enormously as popular show. as a radio show and as as uh, film shorts. Um, so I'm actually going to pull out <clears throat> Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, um, from 1954. This was a Disney project, actually. Um, mm. Disney actually did some um, sort of really different things than sort of what we typically think of them as today, especially in the 50s and the 60s. Actually, several things that are on my working list were Disney projects. They did Zorro. They did The Lone Ranger. Uh, they did Davy Crockett. Um, and they also did a not not a TV show, but a Robin Hood movie in the 50s as well, a live-action movie. Um, so Disney was actually really involved in kind of uh, perpetrating the early kind of uh, more pure adventure stories, you know, not, not as much typically just Westerns, but, you know, kind of different, lots of different genres of adventure stories. Um, but... Man, D Davy, Davy Crockett, right? How many? Um, so much Davy Crockett was seen by a tiny little Marisha, and I honestly, I had no idea that these show that this show was actually that old. Um, but 1954, Walt Disney's Davy Crockett, and of course, Davy Crockett was so successful, and then of course they made the Alamo movie, and you know, old Betsy. And Coonskin Cap came swinging into the Alamo, and um, yeah, and then, even I know about Davy Crockett right, and the song. So. Yep, and and then they made it. Uh, it was so successful they made a Daniel Boone series. So um, obviously, this one was definitely directed it at children, right? Um, but very ridiculously successful. I mean, and like you said, I mean, you are what. 20 years old and yeah the, the davy crockett theme is still uh noticeable uh recognizable rather mm -hmm. um so it was kind of a toss-up for me I, I kind of it was back and forth between rawhide and davy crockett but uh davy crockett won out by virtue of being a little bit older and a little more staying power like more people i think have seen davy crockett maybe everyone's heard the rawhide theme but has actually seen davy crockett so that was my that was my rationale there okay well keeping in you know with that theme um, with kind of the western which uh, davy crockett's a little bit different kind of western mm -hmm. but um, it is a western but the western is along with sci-fi i would say that that adventure genre has been done best on TV mm -hmm. in the form of science fiction, space adventures, mm -hmm. and the Western. Yeah. And we've talked about the Western. And, and the Western is uh, is an incredible genre that really, it is the American genre. Mm -hmm. It is the, it tells that early American story better than any other genre out mm -hmm. there. And definitely how... Americans wanted to at least view that early American story. Right, and kind of the same way you get Robin Hood stories, yeah. you know, which is like, was this exactly what medieval England was like? Probably or was he not. even really a good guy? But it's a nice right. story. <laughs> um, 
you know, but th- these, um, so I, I went through several, um, kind of all around that same time. You know, the Western really kind of digs into this, like, kind of nebulous period of American mm-hmm. history after the Civil War when, when people really, like, you had some people going west for expansion, looking for opportunity, and you had a lot of other people that went west because, they just wanted to go somewhere away from people telling them what to do and how to live their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same reason that people came to this country largely initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that continued expansion westward. And uh, I, I looked at Cheyenne. I looked at um, a couple others like the Lone Ranger. The one that I landed on is Have Gun, Will Travel. Mm. Uh, kind of through that same era, it was actually an early CBS show in nineteen started in nineteen fifty seven. Was incredibly popular. It was rated in the top five movies every for all for, for the for its four, four first seasons. For its first four seasons, it was in the top four shows on TV. Wow! It is one of the few TV shows that have ever spawned. A successful radio dramatization. Hmm. Instead of vice versa. Right. And um, it's a really interesting story. It's you have a, a man who, who kind of goes west after the Civil War and he's just kind of, he's really kind of a gun for hire. You know, he, he goes out, and if it's someone that's well-off that wants to hire him to do something, he charges him a bunch of money. If it's someone that's poor that needs help, he does it for free. And uh, he calls himself Paladin, which is the name of Charlemagne's most famous knights, kind of that version of the Knights of the Round Table. So he, he kind of takes that name for himself, and and he just goes, and he he's... It's kind of a... In some ways, kind of a prototype of Kung Fu um, mm-hmm. with David Carradine. And that the the guy is kind of like, he's just good at everything. He's like really, he's a really good uh, hand-to-hand fighter, uh, including using uh, Chinese-style martial arts and, okay. and all these things. So it, it's it really is kind of the prototype for a lot of things that came after kind of the East meets West. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of subgenre of the Western, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's a really good show. It's kind of the 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 the, the white knight goes looking for adventure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my next entry on the list. That's, that's cool. a have gun will travel. All right, David, what you got next? This is this is where it gets real difficult for me. I had those first three, and I was very thankful that y'all didn't take any of those three. <laughs> um, and now I'm do this last one where I have like. 11 other names uh-huh. that I can pick from here and I don't know I can't decide exactly which genre to go with mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to pull out another weird one because I think that we have room on the list to do something like this mm-hmm. um, and I think it does fit and, and, and so recently I've gotten into anime and I'm really big on it right now and so I'm trying to keep my biases on that out of these decisions. Uh, last episode, I justified, I think, Shonen Jump pretty well, mm-hmm. um, being on the literature, and I mentioned something called One Piece, mm-hmm. 
which is uh, an adventure manga, and it has been one of the best-selling uh, pieces of literature for decades. Um, and, and that's what's interesting here is that here we are in South, southern United States. Um, we, Our perspective on things is, is very different from what other places of the world might see it. So while we might not really care about something like One Piece – it might be huge all over the world mm -hmm. and it's been going on since the nineties. And I'm, so I'm going to go with the, the anime adaptation specifically of one piece. Um, and I had a bunch of different anime on here. Uh, cause like I said, it's what's fresh on my mind, but I really do think this belongs here. Uh, one piece cause it's the ultimate adventure. It's, it's the one mm -hmm. that really does fit the adventure. It is about a, a young pirate who wants to become king of the pirates in order to do so hmm. he needs to find the one piece okay. and no one knows exactly what that is it's a treasure right and it's one of the pieces the whole of whole story <laughs> or something right it's a macguffin yeah um and so the whole story is about this pirate building up a crew getting a ship getting ready to uh, to go on this journey to find the one piece and here's what's really interesting this show is hundreds of episodes in. The manga is hundreds of chapters in. They haven't even really set out to find the One Piece yet. He's still building his crew and getting ready <laughs> to go on the adventure. Twenty but years later. But by doing later. so, of course, he goes on all these smaller adventures. Right. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. And it is an epic. It is hilarious. It is. Um, full of charm and all the greatest little bits of adventure that every, every piece of adventure uh, entertainment that I love this this book is full of. And like I said, it, it might not seem like this big deal to us, but but around the world, mm -hmm. it is it is huge. And if you look at like worldwide sales, I mean, it is it is selling like crazy as a manga um, in Shonen Jump, like I talked about. Uh, previously and as an anime it has been the number one anime in the world for decades it's been it's been going on for that long crazy um and is and it has such a huge fan base around it and, and um you know at cons it's not something we notice because we don't pay attention we don't look for it but mm -hmm. it, it's everywhere it really is um and and I'm, I'm excited to look out for more of that kind of stuff next time i go to a con and keep my eye out for it Awesome. Uh, One Piece is huge, and it's an excellent story. It's an excellent adventure, and there's a lot of different Japanese Eastern adventure stuff I wanted to put on here. Mm -hmm. um, Berserk, just a shout out to Berserk. Berserk is like my favorite story ever. Uh, Attack on Titan is 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 an incredible TV show, but mm -hmm. it's a bit more recent, and it's a big deal right now. But who knows how it's going to hold up? I think it'll hold up quite well. Yeah. And if we were doing this episode 10 years from now i'd probably say attack on titan mm -hmm. but uh i think one piece is like the ultimate piece of adventure media awesome and honestly that's one of my favorite things about doing these shows is we've kind of got you know some different life experiences going here so we get different um you know w one of us will pull out something that the others might not would have thought of so that's always fun and like I said, on a different list where we where I felt like maybe we didn't have as much room to play around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If we were doing a, a Rushmore um, conversation, I, maybe not. Right. I might want to keep it like on what is like definitive. Mm -hmm. um, I, I might not have pulled something like this out that is so different 
to us and like so unexpected but yeah awesome. with this i think that we're about to get to a point too where like we want to fill up the list and and we can kind of play around with some different more unique things awesome All right, Marcia, All right. what do you have next? This will be your fourth one. It's the last one you got to come up this with. This is the last one. Are we only doing four since we've only got three of us? Are we not doing five? <sighs> do you? Could you go five? Oh yeah. Then I'll 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 pull I'll pull out this well, one at the expectation of it being my last. I'm one. I'm fine with going five. I I just didn't know. I mean, my list has kind of dwindled as we've gone. Yeah. Let's see. I had made up my mind which one it was going to be. Oh um. Shoot, I it's like it's totally gone out of my head. I can see uh, Batman, the Batman TV series from the sixties, <laughs> uh, sixty six through sixty eight. Right? It's the that's fun. I mean, whenever you think superhero TV shows, it was intentionally. I mean, it was intentionally campy in the sixties, and that tells you something about the degree of camp inherent in this show. But it's so. Fun. It's something that people, you know, is still um, part of the, always part of the conversation. You know, in superhero, um, you know, anytime superhero kind of movies, TV shows, kind of are being discussed, a lot of superhero TV shows have come and gone over the years. But this is one that has still managed to uh, retain a place, kind of, a, 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 in the popular imagination. So that's what I'm going with. I think that's a great one. I really love that. It's fun. It's a different interpretation of Batman. And you're right. It's It's been able to stick around. And I think it's a great little adventure show. I, I think that's great. It is very much like all the other kind of like um, adventure shows that were kind of happening at that time. You know, it's, it's very. Mm -hmm. um, oh, there was one that we talked about in our um, pillars of, of uh, sci-fi, you know, is. Captain, I don't remember. Never mind. Just cut that out when we get there. Um, but yeah, it's it's like I said, very, very iconic in its own right, and uh, something that I think is just kind of ha had some degree of influence. I think, especially in, in animated things, but continues to always be part of the conversation um, around around the genre. So. And it's very adventurous. Mm -hmm. Superhero shows aren't always super adventurous, but that one definitely was. Yeah. So. All right. Well, next on my list, I'm going to do one that's a lot more modern than what I generally pull out on these lists. But and it's it's the product of something that I guarantee we talk about next week in movies mm -hmm. because it's kind of like to movie to adventure movies. It is. What Star Trek, what we think Star Trek is to adventure television. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that this is a little bit different enough from the original um, to, to, to make it onto both lists. And that's the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Mm. I figured that's where you were going with that. Yeah. So um, good. It's 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 extremely good. I mean, of course, George Lucas developed it, but the the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles it, it, it takes this, you know. Of course, it, it's just a, a prequel to the the movies, but mm -hmm. 
as far as adventure done, I normally wouldn't take something that I knew was going to be on next week's list and put something that came after it on my TV list. But I really feel like this, this, the Indiana Jones as a whole, mm-hmm. takes those early adventure serials, those shorts and mm-hmm. those those movies and, and, and the comics and the radio series, it takes all of those things that were kind of the core of the, the modern adventure genre and it does them better than anything else mm-hmm. has even thought about doing. Yeah. And I think that in its own way, I think the TV series did that extremely well. Oh, the TV series is great. And you're right. I mean, Indiana Jones is the quintessential adventure franchise yeah well it took all those things that that predated tv or you know you know really the heyday of tv mm-hmm. it took all those things that that really brought the adventure genre to life mm-hmm. and sort of polished and perfected them mm-hmm. well and it was also really fun in that uh indiana jones is always meeting you know pretty much any famous character who was alive the first half of the 20th century um, we saw him show up somewhere in this series. In fact, um, when we get to 20th century American history, world history here soon, which the kids and I'll be getting there soon, we will definitely be pulling out some young Indiana Jones episodes because what more fun way to explore important events and uh, characters than, you know, with an Indiana Jones adventure. And these, they're also a lot more historically grounded than the movies. Like, the movies are very kind of fantastical and um, have that kind of supernatural element. And that's completely non-existent in the series up till the very last episode. Right. And, and the series is really kind of this whole, how did he become who he is? And so it's all of these real-life influences mm-hmm. that he had on him that made him you know that that turned him into the character we know in the movies right exactly. so yeah it is far more grounded in in reality um so yeah i love that series david i don't know if you've ever watched that series but it's actually very good i i've, I've never uh had the chance to i've always wanted to uh i'm not sure where you could watch it yeah i don't know so, i'd have to go look and see where it can be watched i think now. it's on uh prime i think it's on amazon prime if you scroll up to the top of the page oh yeah um, we watched it. I actually, I think it's on Disney Plus too. So, oh yeah, but yeah, they own Lucasfilm. So, I think that or, it, no, do they? Yeah, or they just own Star Wars? No, they own, they own Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. If it's on Disney Plus, then I'll definitely watch it. All right. Uh, okay. So that 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 brings us all to four. We would normally all do four, but that would bring us to sixteen. Do we all want to do an extra one and get the list of fifteen? Do you have one on your list that you would feel good about putting on if we went further? I do. I think I'd like to hear my Richard. See, I have other things on the list, but it's it's I don't feel too good about them. You know, I'll talk about them. Um, I almost want to say The Mandalorian. I know it's so recent, mm-hmm. but it's doing a gosh. hell of a job with. Mm-hmm. presenting that that kind of adventure yep uh, really i mean as far is. as recent things i mean honestly you know i'm honestly surprised you that you didn't put game of thrones on here yet 
See, I thought about Game of Thrones, but and it was on my list, and you know I love that show, but some of the characters kind of go on an adventure, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it really is about yeah people. It's just about what their lives would be like anyway. Right. Except for that but poor little is, girl. She's always on some terrible adventure or other. That's true. The, the getting whisked <laughs> off or whatever, but like, you know, it's a, it's just about, yeah, I, it's, I, I, I didn't see it as an adventure. Yeah. Um, cause who's going on the adventure is what I a- had to yeah. ask myself. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. And I really couldn't answer the question. All right. Well, I actually have, um, two still, well, I actually have three that I feel like are pretty good contenders. So how about I'll throw them all out there and you guys can vote on which one you think. Well, hey, you don't have to do just one. I mean, I dropped two on the list at the end of last week's show. Okay. Well, I have uh, G.I. Joe and um, MacGyver. I had MacGyver on my list, too, on my long list. Uh Uh-huh. And also Power Rangers. Those are my... Hmm. My, um, I would the first two I think you can make an argument for. I don't necessarily see Power Rangers as an adventure, an adventure, yeah, maybe. All right, well, we'll say not Power Rangers, then we'll say, um, but I think like and, MacGyver I mean, it does I feel have like, the elements of they're yanked out of their normal everyday life mm-hmm. and given this, but it's like if that's the case, then every superhero thing out there is is adventure, yeah. Um, you know, you have this person that discovers their powers and is yanked out of their normal everyday life and suddenly thrust into taking on this bigger role. And so I think that makes it real hard to call it. The poor things, though, they're always getting dragged off to other planets and all sorts of... uh, but, But you're right, most of their things do center around whatever their high school is, where they're saved by the Bell storyline. Um, but I think... Um, now, G.I. Joe is not something that I watch extensively. Um, I was a little young for G.I. Joe and all of the related things, but it's definitely very, you know, they, all these... The fun... Th- well, actually, now that I've said that, though, G.I. Joe might actually belong on the miscellaneous list because while it was a television series, it originated as a toy. That's true. So, but it, it's what made it bigger, the toy or the that's show? That's true. Probably well, did the show. The, did they make the toy the show because the toy was successful, or did they make the show to sell the toy, which is more right. of the, the yeah. truth of the matter? I, I think they made the the show to sell the toy. Absolutely, yeah. it was the prototype for everything, like Power Rangers and all those things. As far as that, and it's Star like, Wars, as far you, as the marketing, you create a toy, you create these yeah. things, and you and then you. You start, you know, you, you create these toys that you can build a show around. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Power Rangers did that some in the early days. They got absolutely ridiculous after a while. Some of those other iterations of it. I mean, they're almost infomercials for the toys. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Might as well be. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like uh, Masters of the Universe, you know, He-Man and uh, G.I. Joe kind of both fit that you know like they they, they obviously had you know although probably maybe more gi joe than because they're, they're not super powered they're just you know 
buff and tough and <laughs> you know yeah. gonna gonna kick some cobra backside. Um, and you know MacGyver is like if if Get Smart is the the show about a spy who's unbelievably dumb, MacGyver is the show about a spy who is implausibly smart <laughs> so he's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum but i mean you know again it's like he is a spy so it is kind of what he does but still it's like always different parts of the world different bizarre scenarios um different villains different bad guys every week catching a new bomb saving the world and i mean isn't that usually um how adventures go you have to you have to catch the MacGuffin to save the world So that's that's my uh, that's my pitch. I had a couple of more that I liked okay, but I think that I feel pretty good about rounding it out there. All right. Um, you know, I, I've kind of as we've talked, like I, I've talked myself out of a lot of things on my list mm -hmm. um, as we've continued to talk, and so I really hate to hold the list down that short. But honestly, I, I think that I've got all of my best things are already on the list. Yeah. And there are other things I considered. Yeah. I, I mean, I you know, I, I looked at, um, you know, in the animated department, I even considered something as recent as 1990. I looked at Tailspin. Mm. Oh, tail! I love Tailspin. Because we, you know, it's kind of in that children's genre. And, mm -hmm. you know, but we have, we have Avatar, and there's no doubt that Avatar is... The better adventure story, but yeah, or Ducktales. Ducktales right. was fun. Ducktales. Yeah, that was definitely my that was definitely my childhood right there. Um, I had some other, you know, some other sci-fi and um, some other westerns, but some of my yeah. westerns like. Uh, at least one of them, as Marisha mentioned, was much more or started its popularity as a radio show, and mm -hmm. um, was one of those that was so popular as a radio show. There's yep. really no denying, yeah, uh, that. And then, uh, of course, I considered Zorro, but I put Zorro on the on the literature list. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm pulling Zorro out for the miscellaneous list. And I, so. and I do think that Zorro is a great one to pull out for the miscellaneous list as mm -hmm. well, because it, it's, it, it fits across. Mm -hmm. It's, it's been so big in so many different mediums. Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought about pulling out wild, wild West, but I'd already pulled out two spy shows. So I felt like I just better stop with the gadgets. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I looked at the I, Gene Autry show and some other things like that, mm -hmm. but they, they're all really kind of derivative of some of the, I have Kung Fu on my list, but as I already said, Kung Fu is, yeah, it is completely derivative of, mm -hmm. uh, have gun will travel. Yeah. So without digging further and sitting here and doing more research while we're actually doing the show, I, I think mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything left for me to throw out. Um, if here's okay, so I had an interesting thought about one, and that was Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Ooh. Dead I is that this one too. modern phenomenon, and basically it's the adventure of dealing with a zombie apocalypse, right? 
Right. And zombies are a huge deal, and on TV it's been the most successful. The reason I overall didn't put it on is because, one, it's it's still going, though it will be ending soon, but then not really because they're spinning it off with more stuff. And, two, half of the show actually hasn't been very good at all. Yeah. It, it, half of the seasons aren't great. And yeah, well, there's better. a lot of episodes in, in a lot of the seasons that just aren't good. And it's one of those shows that I didn't start watching it until it was already about three or four ep- or seasons in before I started watching. Um, and I, because I really didn't think I would enjoy it, but I, 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 I did enjoy the show. Um, but sometimes I felt like the show would be more aptly named Life Sucks and Sometimes There's Zombies. <laughs> Especially by like season three, right? It's, the zombies aren't even a factor anymore. It's kind of uh, like it's like they only show up if they need to shape things up. It's like they became right, the, way too con- they they started being used way too conveniently as just a plot device instead of just the terror they're, they're the terror element of it for the characters. Now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so that's kind of like while while I enjoyed it. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I love it. It's my favorite show. It's, it is, I, even all the bad episodes, I watch them. I rewatch it all the time. Whenever I don't know what to watch, I put on an episode of The Walking Dead because I just like watching. I do care about the characters. Oh, there, about are, it at least, there are arcs of that show that are absolutely amazing. Right. And exa- they are. And, and, and what they go through really is it's an adventure and what's interesting about it is they don't want to be on this adventure at all it is a horror adventure um which i think we're probably going to end up having some like horror elements on our um movies list that we do Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really interesting but if it was just a more i don't know I, i didn't feel justified totally putting it on the list maybe if it was an overall better show if it was so good that even though it's that recent, I'd say I'm putting it on the I'd put it on the list. I'd put mm-hmm. it on the list. You know what? I've got one more sort of recent, and I think I may have already mentioned it in the show, and I wasn't going to put it on there. But the more I think about it, and what kind of how we defined adventure from the get here, and I, I didn't initially put it on because I didn't want to put on multiple sci-fi series. But I, I'm going to put this one on there anyway, if y'all agree. And, and I'm going to say sliders. Mm-hmm. Because even though it does borrow I've, some tropes from some other shows, it is it is absolutely fits pretty much every definition of the adventure genre. Mm-hmm. And this guy who's, especially the ones who get sucked in along for the ride, like right. Remy, you know, they're just living their normal everyday life, going about their own business, and they get sucked into this adventure. And, and as we've discussed, a lot of times adventure is about the journey home. Mm-hmm. And that's really what that whole show is, even though it kind of gets a little sidetracked with some strange arcs towards mm-hmm. the end of its run. The whole thing was really this journey. You get sucked into this portal, and you're sent to another Earth, and begins this journey of just finding your way back home yeah yeah it's it's a really interesting one like i i would really love to see a slightly more serious take on it you know because like a lot of the the universes they wound in were very bizarre be careful what you wish for though 
I don't want dark and gritty. No, no, I don't want dark and gritty. I just want slightly more realistic. Like <laughs> Snyder, Snyder, no. the Snyder oh. cut sliders. Gosh, no. Oh, no. But, uh, the <laughs> one that always stands slider. out to me is whatever the they Snyder sliders. They they land in the the world where something somehow Texas is like king of the world, and like George Bush is king of the world because he's from Texas, and it's like everybody talk you know yeehaw howdy, and they all wear cowboy hats and boots. It's very bizarre. Right, they have shootouts and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... I'd love to see they land in a world where Joker is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that that no, <laughs> please no. Yeah. That would be a very um, I can't just imagine that That's being a, a religion that would just take I've off. Never seen one. But I didn't put Sliders is one of my favorite series, sci-fi series of all time. Yeah, I did not put it on the sci-fi list mm-hmm. because it was, I, in some ways, as a science fiction show, derivative of mm-hmm. too many other things. But as an adventure story, the adventure story is fairly unique. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'd say go for it, man. You've earned it. <laughs> yeah, put it on, on that list. All right. Well, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to add before we wrap up? I mean, SpongeBob. We need SpongeBob. To, we need to get back to four people on here uh-huh. for this, so that we're trying to like limit the amount of stuff rather right. than just trying to. Because I don't want to put things on just to get to a number. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a little surprised you didn't bring yeah. out Rick and Morty, uh, David. I thought about it, but it's. I I don't know I kind of they go on adventures and overall there is an overall story to it but it, it's it's kind of so much of a meme right now <laughs> and it's yeah. kind of been ruined by crappy fans and toxic fan bases that it's kind of like i don't know i just didn't have the heart to do it um it wouldn't be a bad one yeah. for sure be very different i've never seen else, it but, but i did see it kind of being uh it came up on some lists it's a, it's a very good show it's a very good show, but I don't know if I'd call it an adventure show. I think okay. it is. It's it. It's a sci-fi show, and it's a comedy, and it's a satire, and all these other genres. And then adventure is like the last on the list. Uh-huh. Does that, that make makes sense? sense? Yeah. While sliders might be a sci-fi show, and then next it's an adventure show. At least adventure is like second place. Yeah, it's true. So, but I did think. Here's another kind of thought, just completely back-related on Andrew's um, sliders. So we now have a John Rhys-Davies show in in this category. We have Lord of the Rings in, um, in the other one. Do we have anything in, in fantasy? Do we have a property involving John Rhys-Davies in the, uh, the sci-fi pillars? No. Alas, it was an oversight. But we will we will have multiple in adventure. It's true. It's true because he's in Indiana Jones too. Yeah. Uh, John Reese Davies is also in Sliders, so that's what me. Gimli. He's he's also Gimli. Yeah. So. Uh, gotcha. You know, it's he's like kind of like Carl Urban. It's like, is it a nerd thing? I bet he's in it. <laughs> I know he's lobbying yeah, to be in this. He, he's been, uh, I think, hitting up Steven Spielberg to be in this next indie film. <gasps> oh, that would be so great. Well, he, he he came out, he was in an interview the other day, and he was joking about, uh, 
he made a joke about, well, you know, all of the best Indiana Jones movies have Sala in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. I think The Last Crusade's my favorite. I sure love me some Last Crusade. But anyway, we'll talk Indiana Jones next week at yep. great length. Yeah. All right. Well, unless anybody's got anything they want to add before we wrap up, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Until next week. David, where can people find you online? You guys can find me on Twitter at David underscore JG Peoples. Great. And Marish? You can find me on Instagram. I am princesses underscore and underscore Padawans. And I am P Padawans on Twitter. All right. And I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can drop me a line at the Science Fictionary at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website, thesciencefictionary.com, where you can find both of our podcasts. Uh, This one along with Coruscant Radio Underground, where we talk about all of our favorite things about that galaxy far, far away. You can also find us over at red5network.com, where you can find us as well as the rest of our Red 5 podcast family. You can also check them out at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And until next time, live long and prosper. 